Hi, Meg. Hi, Kieran. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Good. I um been thinking about names. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shocker. <laughs> I think about names all the time. And I'm thinking about uh, the podcast name for our listeners. And I think they should be called the Decoders. <laughs> right. The Decoders. Yes. Okay. Should we beta test that? Should we just put it out to everybody? What do you think of decoders? No. <laughs> no. No. No, that's just the name. That's just the reality <laughs> of the name. Okay. That's the truth. All right, decoders. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay, at the top of the show, we have some love to share with all of you guys. Yes. There have been some super sweet notes coming in, and you guys, you just, you got to hear them. You got to hear me, guys. You got to hear me. Okay. So many cool notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sending them in. Yeah, we love to hear it. Okay. This comes from a fairy. And this is what he writes. My conditioned ascendant avatar was very thoroughly an elf. Okay. So the fairy being programmed to be an elf. That's funny in itself. It is. Um, he was sent to a gifted program in school, which is actually good for a fairy. It's actually, yeah. Um, international baccalaure- baccalaureate. Baccalaureate. <laughs> What's a lot to get around your mouth. More Inter- elfy there. Yeah. More elf. Honors in college, blah, blah, blah. Um, he works um, in the medical profession. Uh, many, many years being around the brainy as brainy AF <laughs> academics, um, and in, and including uh, an ex husband, that the relationship was primarily happening on this mental field. Mm. Um, so just really conditioned right from the get go mm-hmm. to into Elfland, um, because he could always keep up mentally with right. the elves and even some of those gnomish academic academics. He could hang. He could hang with those deep dives. Um, but <laughs> ticking away under the surface was the fairy essence. Like he loved good fashion. He loved weirdo characters. He loved the fantasy lands, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, bubblegum pop music, Carly Rae Jepsen, etc. That's not uh, going to be your gnome. No. <laughs> or your elf. Nope. Give no fuck social prodders, mm. Madonna being the absolute favorite, yep. pure fairy. Yep. Um, and, and his dad called him the Carbo King because he could ex- because he could exist on like donuts, juice, and extreme amounts of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so the fairy was there that was it. under it all. Okay, so this is so sweet. Ten episodes so far of Human Decoded, and three different times in three days, tears of recognition. (laughs) As we describe them. As we describe fairies. Wow. I I get it. Yes. I get it. That authentic come home that just is such an exhale. Mm. Oh, my God, right? 
And so he talks about the way that we describe that fairies get angry, the daily mm. flow of fairies. He talks about laughing a lot in the home episode, mm. the need for fairies to have multiple careers at once, which is always the case yeah. for him. Um, and excelling in structured places, which yeah. he talks about as a fairy. It did seem counterintuitive, but then he was like, Oh yeah, that is me. Mm-hmm. And so he used to, when first, I don't know if it was first listening or in his life, he thought, oh, I'm an elf, but I like fat instead of meat because he had so much elf conditioning in there. Um, But all kinds of GI issues were going on. Um, And he he said now that he can start to really see it, he's diagnosing it as just an overabundance of vegetables and complex carbs. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Too complex. Too much. We need some simple sugars, please. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, He talks about there was a time in his life where he would just walk around the city and he would just have coffee and stop for croissants multiple times (laughs) and feel so fine and so good. Oh, that's such a dreamy fairy day right there. Right there. He says he went for 14 miles. I, I swear to God. I recently got another fairy email from a from another fairy. It was like my her stomach had been so upset and so she spent a whole weekend literally just walking around and eating pastries yes. and smoothies and coffees Thinking and coffee. feeling so much better. Her digestive tract, her energy levels yes. and her sleep. She was yes. like, Oh, I fixed it. Oh, thank God. And please, just don't tell your nutritionist, your doctor. Fact, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's keep a it, keep, little... it, keep it in the in the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yay, there's a deep Mm. exhale. He's going to go back to how he used to eat growing up. (laughs) Um, He says he continued eating pasta, um, pasta, as the Americans say. Um, But he started to just keep adding more and more veggies and switching it to chickpea pasta. Of course, this enormous conditioning of the planet that there's this one way to eat and it looks like this. This is what healthy is. This is what healthy is. The external story Mm. of health for your body. Um. But he's he did also like ran into all these digestive problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just he says he spent years figuring out why he was so conflicted about parts of his life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, just coming home to this very profile where he does connect more easily with essences. He does feel totally at home and fulfilled when he's juggling a lot of stuff that other people would find really mm-hmm. difficult. Yes. And he does need some solid manifester folks around when he's trying to get something done. And best of all, he loves (laughs) sparkles and he loves the floral print. Go ahead, dude. I love it. We love it so much. And then, of course, he says he's recommending the podcast to lots of people now. What a beautiful love note. So great to hear. It's such a celebration in my heart reading, hearing that. And people just coming home to like... yeah themselves you know and this is this is these are people who have done a lot of work on themselves and a lot of spiritual work and a lot of insight and a lot of awakeness inside of that but there's still this body mind you know that uh that when you but they have that open-mindedness enough that when they hear a truth they can hear it they can hear the truth like oh yes yes thank god yeah, awesome. beautiful. Anyways, we love you, Fairy King. Mwah. Mwah. Our good, f- our friend. Our friend. <laughs> yes. Our friend. Hi. You guys, the decoders are our friends. The decoders are. <laughs> All right, we've got another one here um, from somebody who says that they were working on a gig. 
And they asked their friend at the gig who that they introduced them to the podcast and if he'd been listening to the podcast. And this friend on this gig said he and his girlfriend were up to date with every single episode. It's all they talk about, which we hear this all the time. Too. Which is the because case. It, it makes so perfect fun. sense. Yes. And you just want to talk about it and think about it all the time. And uh, it's just absolutely. so juicy. It's because it's in our world it and we've is. been interfacing with it. And so whether it's like you're Saturday and you're at the coffee shop and you're just watching and maybe you just listen to like the dwarf episode, you know, and then you're suddenly seeing them in yes. the in the room with yes. you. And it's beautiful to to recognize that or maybe you know the episode last week was a q and a and then the same thing it's like yeah. and you're in you're in a family dynamic and then you start to see yes oh the boundaries that are so yes. hard to place or yes it's so fun to see this new thing and just and that it pops out i sometimes think of those you know those 3d images that are 2d and then when you're relaxed enough and you're just staring at them that 3d image pops out yeah and it's just so fun when that moment happens yeah and so you're walking around and what was sort of 2d becomes 3d or you're, I think you're basically that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I feel like um, it can be super fun to be like, oh, that's a gnome outfit versus dwarf outfit. And that's an elf outfit as people are walking by. You're just people watching. Oh, I think that's an elf. Oh, wait, that's a fairy. Wait a second. Where's the fairy versus the dwarf? And I just sit there. You can just blow an hour there or the whole day. day. (laughs) An elf, you can blow an hour. (laughs) He'll be there all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And probably take pictures and talk to them, too. Um, Right. Okay. So he's been, he and his girlfriend. That's all they're talking about. That's all they're talking about. Around the office. And now they all watch how the fairies at this gig get up often for sweet treats. (laughs) Oh, no, no. So his girlfriend shared it at the office. Yes. And now everybody it's at all the they office is yes. all that that's they're talking about it. And then they're yes. watching the fairies in the office yes. get up for the treats all day. Yes. Oh, of course. Of, of course, course. Like course. little butterflies, right? They're just going to get, go get their sugar water for a little minute. Yeah. Um, also shared. So shared it at this gig, shared it at the office. Girlfriend shared it at the office, shared it with his mom, too. And it's all they talk about. So <laughs> Actually, they spent the rest of the day working out everyone's avatar on set. Um, so just so fun to, to see this. Yes, it spreads like wildfire because it's so recognizable. Everybody gets it. And then it's so fun. Like the like, I it's feel like the thing that's underlining here is that it's like, feel free to share this with your yes. people. Because not only does it give you permission as a fairy to get up and have as many sweet mm-hmm. treats as you want, <laughs> or your elf to be as aloof <laughs> and fast thinking and strategic and arrogant as you want. Um, sort of joking about that, but um, but it gives you room for your authenticity when you share it with others. But yes. then, but the point is, is that feel free to do it because it's so fun. Yes, and they think it's fun, and then they start to look through the yeah. same three D, you know. Filter that's popping these out for you. So, and you might be surprised. Like I've been surprised over the years sharing this with folks who, I would imagine, are fairly close-minded or kind of stodgy or cynical even, and they they get it. They actually recognize it. They have fun with it. They are the least sort of spiritual or interested in this stuff, but this resonates. So you might be surprised. Thank you, guys. We love the love notes. We love hearing how this is um, moving in your life so much. So great. This is a Q&A. Q&A episode. We love it. We love it. All this right. This is my dance. This is my this is Karen's happy dance. Dancing. This is I don't know how those how those snaps are feeling, but that's what came up. 
it is like that. It's just super alive. I love it too. I love the questions. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, um, got somebody asking about uh, the stage in this life. So they're saying, I'm at a stage in my spirituality where I'm actively trying to shed my ego constructs. I'm starting to see how these avatars are everywhere and can be helpful tools as I interact with other people. What is the difference between using the avatars as a tool versus forming an ego construct around them? How can I know if I'm forming an ego construct around my avatar? It's mm, a great question. It's great. Um, so I, I can see this. There's a two-part answer I want to say. First, mm. the first thing is I actually want to define some things. Sure. So ego. Ego is a big word and people move it around, but if you, you can't like quite hold it in your hand. Yeah. Like what is that? And so if the question is based on like, am I constructing an ego, then let's define that ego. Mm. And so in our work, or from what I can see when I do deep inquiry, what I see is layers of fear in the form of different belief systems. Um, I'm not good enough, fear of God, mm. I can't be loved, I'm unworthy. And these fears are actually what we actually what is an ego mm -hmm. and it is a, a fear response to what is mm. so in the non-dual perspective which is the perspective that that megan and i both mm. come from this is to say that there's no polarities we don't move with good and evil um you know light and dark light and, and dark higher and lower mm. these polarities are not useful and instead there's this this place that looks at what is without mm -hmm. a filter of polarity on it so that it's the recognition of what's arising and then to not say well this is higher or this mm -hmm. is lower or this is good or bad mm -hmm. or this is light or dark and um it's quite different from a lot of spirituality, mm -hmm. which does really encourage the polarities. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is like Kundalini Yoga. I'm going to wear all white mm -hmm. and the white's going to help the sense of purity and the sense of chastity and a mm -hmm. sense of holiness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like these different elements mm -hmm. that are like, this is a higher frequency or a higher vibration. So in the spiritual practices, you can have a lot of polarity non-duality is is actually not not spiritual <laughs> it's about reality mm -hmm. and it's about what is in this moment and it doesn't put a polarity filter on it yes. so, same in mental health there's no in mental health it would be well we don't want to use our ego we want to have more access to the super ego or we want to have positive thinking or corrective Corrective mental constructs to go to or meditate five times a day to make sure you're being mindful or all these ideas of good or bad um, and 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 creating polarities. So yeah, it would the, be ego is bad and not having an ego is good. <laughs> yeah, right. And that we, I love that the spiritual world, the mental, psych, health, world, mental health and psychology world. world, we also have the wellness world, yes. right? The health and wellness world that has a real polarity experience. If you are fit and lean mm -hmm. and even regardless of your age, young looking, mm -hmm. it represents positivity. Yes. And there's a lot of sort of positivity versus negativity and, yes. and like things like 
junk food or, you know, seed <laughs> yes. oils or, you know, these sorts simple of carbohydrates, yeah, like simple carbohydrates yes. and sugars are, bad. are bad and negative. And so we mm-hmm. can see that a lot of these different cultural, um, movements are coming from a polarity and non-duality is without it. And ego actually does come from the psychological model yeah. originally. And so what, when we're looking at what is without putting a polarity filter on it, it's just, it just is, it is neither good nor bad, light or dark, heavy or heavier mm-hmm. light. It is, it is. And so when we're looking at what is, <laughs> then mm-hmm. authenticity really comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're pointing to with these avatars is a way to, from the inside out, find your own authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so even with, um, like even with a very big awakening, whether that's a personal awakening or a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. or a awakening into original nature, uh, which is more sort of an enlightenment, mm-hmm. um, with these enormous awakenings, which are really to, to, to like leaving identity, mm-hmm. leaving the story of me. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a beautiful, this can be such a beautiful time to just, just unpack all that. Mm-hmm. Um, what we find is that there's still a body yep. Yep. and there still is an avatar mm-hmm. and the closer you can find from the inside out, the authentic places for that avatar mm-hmm. to thrive, mm-hmm. the less, um, polarity gets put on top of it. Yeah. So the more you can discover the fairy who wants to eat a lot of, you know, croissants and, and mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. and actually creates a, and that actually creates a really healthy digestive yes. system. And that's an inside out because mm-hmm. externally that's not the story. You're never going to find You're it there. You're not <laughs> going to find it. The wellness world and the, yeah. the West, not one world. Western <laughs> medicine Who's world. going to advocate candy and simple carbs. They're not going to advocate yeah. for it. But from the inside out, if that actually you're feeling the yes. the health and vibrancy and thrive inside of that internally, yes. and you're listening internally, and you're finding that space, there's less effort, there's yes. less should, yes. there's less, there's some problem with me. Yes. And most of the fears that are creating this ego mm-hmm. come from there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the and it's a problem I have to solve. Yes. Which is all fear. It's all a story. And then as you're willing to just step with the inside out feeling of what the avatar wants, like this fairy that we were reading the testament, the testimonial from the, the sort of ego construct stuff or the good or bad or right or wrong starts to fall by the wayside. Who could care what his nutritionist says? He's living proof that it feels good to eat 14 croissants in a day or whatever it was, right? That's just true. It's going back to just what is the case. Yeah. And so the question here is like, how do I know, do I know if I'm doing this? The, the sensation is freedom. Yeah. The sensation is exhale. Very much like our, our fairy rode in. Yeah. You can hear the, the relief, the exhale, the coming home and what's being felt, what he what's being resonated as is freedom. Yes. And so if what you're feeling is an inside out sense of freedom, mm-hmm. sense of relief, yep. sense of ease, ease yep. and a lot more, you know, 
things clicking into place Click. and it's just making like, oh, sense. This just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Then yeah. that's authenticity at play. That's what is. Yeah. What is about you, about the the body yes. and being that is here. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what you think about it. Yeah, no matter matter exactly. Um, However, if it is a grippy place Mm. in which you are finding yourself holding in in fear, yeah, then you're making it an an ego construct. Yeah, I just want to be clear because a lot of people are listening and they're not entirely certain about what avatar they are yet. Yeah. Or they think they might be a hybrid of a few of them. And in part, it's because we're talking about it from such a deep, internal, inside-out place. Mm. I will think my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think on the surface, it looks different. So we're talking mm-hmm. about a sense of like, um, you know, like an elf being so structured and being so... Mm. Um, strategic, but but on the surface, mm. an elf might not seem that way. Yeah, yeah. they might seem kind of so- silly and often dumb and mm-hmm. and always a forgetful and, and yeah. a little flaky. Mm-hmm. Like the surface optic doesn't look like that, but then it's like it's it's about this deeper mm. movement that's happening mm-hmm. that that the elf is requiring this organized structure mm. in mm. order. To flow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's so they're they seem sort of like they're losing things and they're dumb and they're flaky mm-hmm. if there isn't the structured flow for them, mm. um, and then they thrive in that structured mm. flow. So, so some people listening may be really confused. I don't know what avatar I am because because they're still in a process that which we deeply encourage of listening from the yeah. inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are confused and unsure which is which that's not taking it on as an ego yeah um yeah. taking it on we've never experienced anyone taking it on as an ego because authenticity Cause the path to authenticity they, yeah. doesn't do it it doesn't do it what when and it's just it is back to just it is just what is the path so to truth no, yeah but you, you know, people can have big spiritual egos. People can have big mm-hmm. psychological egos. People sure. can have big wellness egos. So they yeah. must have, yes. they must be able to have like non-dual egos sure, or these sure. or an ego or of astrology this. egos. I could say, you know, like yes. people who might be like really identified with being a Libra and yeah. then kind of miss that actually they don't want to go to that party, even though they, they think they're a Libra and they want to go. Yes. You know, so it could, it's possible. It's possible. We've not seen it in our yeah. like what are we looking at about a 1500 person case study yeah, exactly. over the last number of years, yeah, several years. That doesn't mean it couldn't exist, but yeah. um, it'll be a defense and it'll, it'll feel yeah. restrictive. Yeah. It'll also feel sort of accusatory mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. as a, a yeah, kind of a, a defining myself this yeah. way, yeah. as opposed to finding the truth of my being. Yeah. So, Ego could definitely, our fear of not being worthy Mm -hmm. can pick up the avatar system and start to wield it for sure. Um, And to, in all things, there is God, there's Mm -hmm. never going to be an absence, Mm -hmm. absence of, Mm -hmm. of source energy of of creator energy, whatever Mm -hmm. your word is. Um, So generally in our practice, we do not fear fear. No, we don't fear fear. We don't fear 
you know, that, oh, gosh, I got to watch out for my ego construct, you know. Like, we kind of go looking for it. Yeah. We're sort of like, where are you? Because it's... Where is it catchy? Where's where is it, it catching? Because if, cause it's part of what is in this moment. And yes. it's very welcome. And the moment can deeply allow for those contracted movements. And yeah. often those contracted movements have useful... Um, information for totally, us. Totally. And they're just another opportunity to heal and see what's actually true. Yeah. Um, it's never, it's never bad. It's, it's all, it's all good. It's, it's all, all God. <laughs> it's all source. It's all energy. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a, another question that had come in. I saw Meg that's similar. Okay. Um, so we can maybe buttress off of it, which is to say, I've been wondering about situations where an avatar proclivity or the avatar essence mm-hmm. our blueprint we would call them um could cause harm to an in- individual for an example maybe there's a dwarf mm. and you know dwarfs are very loyal mm. very family first and so what about a dwarf who might be in an abusive family situation mm. like is the avatar of dwarf who's so loyal mm-hmm. who sticks with you through the end you know, like, are they going to not leave an abusive family situation mm-hmm. or not leave an abusive situation because of their avatar proclivity mm-hmm. or, or, or what? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, so just, just as we were just talking about, right, the, when we're talking about the avatar's ways, they're just what's true. There's what is, and in and of themselves, so that principle of family, family first, or um, orienting to to relationship as family, in and of itself is never going to cause harm. It's 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 what's true. In the same way that authenticity, someone's authentic yes. way, isn't yes. going to cause harm. Yes, but we live in a world that will often shame authenticity absolutely and actually say it is selfish or it is harmful so what what do we say yeah exactly so if this dwarf is in an abusive family situation and maybe the conditioning is you know this is this is not the dwarf principle but the conditioning is you stay no matter what that's what makes you a good person now i would say that's brought to you by the fear of not good enough the fear of i'm not safe if i'm not running the cultural program about family so the dwarf may authentically have a very strong desire to to have a family, um, but this constellation, this way that this set is set up, if it's an abusive family situation, that's not that's not authentic. That's a, that's a relationship based in fear. So it's not actually his family first principle that would keep him there. It's a not good enough, for instance, that would tell him that he he's. He, he's never going to find this again. He shouldn't leave. He would be disloyal. He'd be a bad guy. He'd be breaking up the family. He'd be abandoning his children. Whatever bullshit story that isn't actually the authentic thing. Um, so this is to say a dwarf can be very family first, very loyal, and leave and an abusive leave. situation. Absolutely, because the abusive situation is based in fear. That's actually not authentic. Um, so, like, I, I have a... My stepfather has had been in multiple marriages <laughs> before he found my mother's third marriage, and um, he so he left multiple families, um, but they actually remained. They, so they would get they got into their authentic shape, we would say, 
which was not immediate family. It wasn't a marriage. But actually, because he was a dwarf, everybody still remains family. I always said about Cecil, like, he, he, if you were his family, you will remain his family. But the authentic shape for him was different. So the marriage was his second marriage, for instance, was built on a not good enough. Um, and once he saw through that and saw what he actually wanted... Um, he left the marriage, but he actually didn't leave them being still family, considered family. And he didn't leave the deep connection with the children from no, the first marriage or the second a, marriage. No, no. In fact, he's and just been acquiring family. Just acquiring <laughs> children, just growing children. Yes. Um, yeah, and staying and doing the dwarf thing of being very loyal and connected, totally. but in right relationship, in right relationship to these Authentic people. to his being, you know. Yeah. yeah. So there isn't an avatar proclivity then. That does cause harm. No. It's only fear patterns in ourselves, which are not authentic. Yes. So yeah. the more we can actually find our avatar's proclivity, the more authentic we can be, mm-hmm. the less time we have to linger in the inauthentic. Yes. Just, again, this beautiful example of our fairy who wrote in, right? Yeah. He has less interest in hanging out in these conditioned programs yes. now that he's found that effortless ease and that freedom of what is authentic for him. Yes. He's so attractive. Yeah. has this attractor state to it where you just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And And you will not cause harm. That is not, it will never, your authenticity does not cause anybody else harm, even if they say so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's not actually true. It's actually a win for them, for you to be inside your own authenticity. A hundred percent. Yeah. We have another great question that came in, which I love this one a lot. I think you guys are going to like it too. Um, This is about an elf who's married to a high vibin fairy. Um, And they write, little did they know that, but now they do. (laughs) And it really helps to know it. Um, And she writes that they're drawn to each other's creators. They built a company together. They sold it. Um, you know, this, this is just idea it's, central, right? Totally idea, idea, gosh. idea. We built another company. So this is a couple that are doing, you know, they're CEOing together. They're building their life together. Mm. They have a child, mm-hmm. um, a child who they think is a hobbit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sweet little hobbit. So she writes, holy moly, our house has some crazy dynamics. <laughs> we love each other. We create a lot together, but things get wacky. And so she's specifically pointing out here. Their child is eight years old, um, never wants to leave the house, <laughs> um, and really can't handle the speed no. of which their her parents or his parents, um, and all the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a real difficult time for this eight-year-old to, to um, keep up with their pace, and difficult mm-hmm. for them to slow mm-hmm. down. Sure. Um, fairy husband can't stop creating new projects, (laughs) (laughs) which is either fun, but can also be very draining and distracting. We definitely know that. Um, for, you know, like it can be for anyone else else if they think they have to pick it all up. She writes, he's got a lot of dwarf in him too, because he just keeps going and going. And I would say, no, that's a fairy. Yeah, absolutely. Notice the 14 mile walk that our fairy did. 14 miles. Like, they are ridiculously strong. They can be very, very, very strong. Exactly. The only difference with uh, the dwarf here is the the fairy collapse is coming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So she says he has a lot of dwarf in him. And the other day he randomly bought and planted eight trees, eight Eight trees. trees. And so that's where the collapse. collapse So then the collapse is going to happen. A dwarf wouldn't have that. No, no. Um, 
<laughs> and she writes, I'm constantly frustrated by the lack of hooks in my house and no one understands it. <laughs> and no one's putting them up because you got an elephant Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's going to screw that nail in there or screw that screw in there? Okay, so let's uh-huh. first, this is just goes cheap because you're a hobbit child yes. of a fairy Of a fairy mother. Parent. Yes. Um, and so... I guess, you know, the first thing and I think all of you guys would want to know is like, so how do we parent this hobbit child? Yes. Right? That's yes. at a very different pace. It's a very different pace. So this hobbit child <laughs> is going to go their pace. Like, they're not actually able to go at your pace. So you've got to leave a ton of room for that. Um, so, But that if, doesn't mean you go it doesn't at mean their you go, pace. Not at all. Not at all. You get to go at your elf pace. The fairy gets to go at his elf pace. Um, but you're going to expect that the chi- that the hobbit child needs lots of time for transition. That that there is this slow flow. It's slow and steady wins the race, right? So we've got if you if it if you need ten minutes to get ready to go out the house on their way to school on her way to school, she needs half an hour to an hour. <laughs> um, she's going to need five times as long to eat her breakfast. She's going to need. 10 times as long to pick out her outfit. Maybe it's the night before she's going to need a reminder that it's uh, time to go, but with no rush at all so that you can be doing your thing. You could do, you could do 10 emails (laughs) while she's eating breakfast. You could remind her once, but let that register in her body for half an hour or more. Yeah, so I would say, as an elf myself, set the alarm in your phone that just so you can go to your child, your child's eight. So you can say to your child, like, okay, we're going to head towards breakfast and then we're putting our shoes on right afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you go back to finishing your emails and finishing your whatever, because you, you can just meet your hobbit at the door. Yeah, you can meet your hobbit. She she will take care of herself. You're, it's an unbelievable amount of execution that that child can do. And at eight needs years old, to do. And needs to do. Absolutely. Like, totally okay to do her own breakfast. Totally okay for her to pick her own clothes. Yes. And she actually really like it. And let her pack her own bag for yes. school. But, you know, if we're th- <laughs> but, you know I'm, I'm thinking of, like, home life, but also thinking of, like, if they went shopping, for instance, you know, or something. That Imagine it's going to take a lot longer than you imagine. But, like... That that's delicious for her, and again, you can take your work with her. But she might she might try on ten pairs of shoes before she gets that one. Um, so everything is everything has to go through her body, right? She's 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 touching, she's tasting, she's smelling, she's feeling through it. Um, so that's why it takes longer. As an elf parent, though, you could really help her with like you could help her envision things. And if you if you're like if she's if the school is going to go on a field trip for instance um and and you're going to help your kid get there she could really use the elf to see what it's going to be like for her body because she actually really really want to know that you might ask her you might think as an elf oh i'll just ask her does she want to go on the field trip yes or no because she could really process it through her head like an elf would no she's got to process it through her body but as an elf you could help her visualize that you could say we're going to take this bus and you're going to be in the hour for this in the bus for this long and here's the clothes you here's you know it's going to be this kind of weather and how does that feel? Does that how does that sound to you? You know, you it's really frame strange it for, her. for an elf um, parent to imagine you're constantly grounding language through the body. Through the so body. it's like 
the key elements your hobbit child needs to know is what will she be wearing yes and where is she sitting sitting? does she get to bring her teddy bear does she get to bring her crafts is there room for her lunch bag yes what backpack is she gonna bring and (laughs) is every what's in the pockets and can i bring this in the pockets what shoes and i think Mm -hmm. often as a parent we think we need to be like side coaching our child which Mm -hmm. means like right beside them the whole time but really with a hobbit child they do they need and require an independence yes and especially in these kinds of tasks choosing her own clothes Mm -hmm. packing her own bags like anything physical anything execution wise right those i'm thinking of those hooks in your house (laughs) you literally fairy could go buy the hooks and just and if you get her with the right tools and you kind of help her out you know frame it up a little bit yes give her the the strategy buys the fairy fairy buys buys the hooks they love to shop and they're really Mm -hmm. great at it they're gonna buy something really cool and decorative yeah and the (laughs) elf is going to to have the strategy of where you want them and help her learn to help the hobbit put one in yeah then you're done and the hobbit yeah. will take the rest of the week or the rest of yeah. the month and put in the rest of the cook and i'm not kidding eight years old you if i had that project at eight years old i'd be so happy it would be such a pleasure to be able to help out the family in that way and have her own little tools and my own little toolbox and like oh yeah and like learn like like the that are you know the size of my hands or something to be able to use like a drill or a hammer oh man <laughs> so the thing to know is that that hobbit needs to do these domestic jobs in the household to feel so competent and to yes. feel they're contributing and to feel they're valuable. Yes. Um, and, and as an elf and a fairy, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Your oh, hobbit child gold can for you. unload the groceries and put them all away. Yes. And might actually like come up with a better way to organize your pantry because they really are going to touch every object and they're going to be able to spatially understand how everything goes together. Give her a stool and let her do the dishes. Yeah. And, and let yeah, her and pick, let her take, out, pick out the scent of the dishwashing soap and let her take her time. Let her, you know, listen to her music while she does it. Let her take an hour. And so I think if you're, it's really difficult if we, if, you know, you just have to like let her do the dishes and then you can be at the table reading a book, reading yes. a magazine, doing your own thing. And sometimes as a parent, we think that's not family. Yes. But actually it creates an enormous intimacy when we let people do themselves, like be her and you yes. be you. And so imagine that fairy dad is is in the room or in another room watching a TV, mm-hmm. also on his iPad, also recording something mm-hmm. on the phone. <laughs> At the same time that you're in, you know, in a in a chair with your feet up, reading an incredible magazine on mm-hmm. new AI technologies, <laughs> and your little hobbit daughter is on her stepping stool, washing every dish lovingly, mm. polishing yes. those glasses, talking to the dishes, <laughs> talking to the dishes. That scene is is a really intimate, very very loving, beautiful family. Because yes. if we define a parent which I, I do define parenting as seeing the child and allowing them to be themselves. Yes. And and that warm, loving acceptance of that means you have to be where you are, yes. not where she is. But as an elf, you can set the spaces up yes. 
for her to do those. You have that in every analogy of a parent being a tour guide, right? So you're going to tour them around. And for a hobbit, you tour guide them, you give them options that are very tangible, physical, kinesthetic, project-based, um, spatial, you know, decoration, these form-based things. Tour around, give her just a little outline, and she'll she'll go far with it. And because she's a hobbit child and she's eight years old, she can handle a lot of independence. Yes. So parents will often, especially like on weekends or day off, think, oh, this is family time. We're all going to do something. But your hobbit child thinks of a weekend as, as time for her to just be in her own flow mm-hmm. for long periods of time. Yep. So, so her, for, for her to be doing her crafts or her reading or honest to goodness, just cleaning her room. Yeah, absolutely. Folding out in the garden, just playing in the dirt for hours, just being outside for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, playing with an animal. Playing with things. Exactly. Helping dad plant those trees. She she would haul that dirt and love to touch it and pat it down. And Yeah, so the yeah. fairy's going to initiate these creative ideas and the little hobbit can mm-hmm. actually execute them mm-hmm. when she's given free reign to do it at her pace, which yep. is great because the... You know, like, he, I'm sure he loved buying those eight trees, mm-hmm. but she could have really helped to find where they go. Yep. She would have loved help digging the dirt. And yep. her best thing would have been for her to plant them. Yep. And so really, the fairy relationship is like he brings in the crafts. Mm-hmm. He brings in these fabulous mm-hmm. play toys they play mm-hmm. in the garden together they he can bring her lemonade and come in and out and it's fine just leave her there just leave her there she'll do it as slow and steady and he can alight every half hour or so you know it's all good it's all good yeah yeah, yeah. and so there's just just to really underline daddy daughter time mm-hmm. without mom is great mom daughter time without dad mm-hmm. is great everybody on their own time can really still be really intimate and really sweet yep. and the, not no pressure to like get us all together mm-hmm. doing the same thing we call it the art of being alone together and yeah. it's so intimate yep. and so sweet really nourishing um and then I'd say a couple of things about the relationship between the romantic relationship between a fairy and an elf is going to be sparkly and fun and yeah. lots of magical ideas and obviously going very, very quick. And something I want to say is that the fairy needs to go bring in all these creative projects, mm-hmm. but not all of them are going to be executed. And that's not a problem for the fairy. No. So so I don't know if you have a shelf for his projects or a room or a garage mm-hmm. or something where they all come in and go there. But the fairy goes and sort of initiates the idea of the project. Yeah. But it's the elf. He has to bring it to the elf. And the elf strategizes how it gets used and if it gets used. Yes. And as an elf, it's hard to understand because if you, you know, we're so strategic. Our stuff is well thought out and really visionary and forward. So if you're not picking up what we're putting down, mm-hmm. we're a little offended. <laughs> but it's not true of the fairy. Mm-hmm. And the fairy, if there's an exuberance in the elf, like, this is beautiful. This mm-hmm. is amazing. This mm-hmm. sounds incredible. And it goes in that craft room mm-hmm. or that goes in the garage. Yeah, they're off to something else pretty quickly. They'll be yeah. off to something else. And they bounce up really yep. quick. They're so light. Yep. So there's no pressure to... Yeah, I mean, you've got kind of a perfect trio in a way. Even though she's only eight, the domestic world of your house can largely be (laughs) 
her execution, the elf's strategy, like the elf sets up the laundry space so it fits mm-hmm. her, but she's going to want to wash clothes <laughs> and fold clothes. Yep, yep. And just set her up, just set her up. <laughs> like strategically yep. make things the right shape for her mm-hmm. and give her all the bandwidth and mm-hmm. no timelines on it. And mm-hmm. same with the dishes. And, and, cu- and you know, towels with natural fabrics. She's got to be really nice cotton towels. Like, yeah. give, her, give her the good stuff. <laughs> and she can help choose those. Totally. But yeah, she'll be your executor for a lot of that other stuff. If it's those bigger business projects, obviously not. But, you know, you and your fairy husband can hire, the, hire somebody to execute. And that's the other thing. Yeah. As an elf, hire people to execute in your house because you have a fairy partner. And so don't pressurize each other no. with the expectation of execution. Neither of you are executors. So yeah. hire an executor yeah. and, um, you know, encourage your eight-year-old to the things that she authentically wants to say, yes, please let yep. me do. Yep. But hire out the rest of those jobs instead of pressuring each other mm-hmm. to execute. Yeah, that. stay in your delicious. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. It's complimentary. You guys could be very, very mm-hmm. complimentary. Again, he goes and does the shopping. He goes and brings mm-hmm. in the ideas. He innovates something. The elf structures them, d- designs mm-hmm. them, organizes them. Mm-hmm. There's no executor there. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to bring in that executor. Yep. And then obviously, whatever the the daughter, whatever your child wants to mm-hmm. execute, give her the independence to do it. She'll thrive with it. And also, one last thing would be to find, like, I had a, a best friend as I was growing up, a couple different best friends who were also hobbits or gnomes. Really nice to have a, a one close one or, or many that are at that same pace. Yes. Yeah. So just to have a buddy that's at that same earthy pace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you have to find them, but no, no, if she's at just, a play group yeah. and you spot another hobbity little child. You'll know them. You know? Yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. the slow ones in yeah. the corner that are very huggy and yeah. sweet. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they made a little sandcastle and they put little stuffed animals in it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. So Cool. I think that's the amount of questions we can get through today. We've yeah. been getting more in and we love them so much. Keep sending them. We want to also invite you to make sure you're on the mailing list. In our last episode, we talked about the nine-day challenge, more authenticity, you know, practices there. Um, And it's free right now if you sign up. Um, And... And that signs you up to the newsletter. And it's that's the place we're going to keep you updated on our book. Yes. We're really excited. Yep. Um, and one of the things that is happening is that it's going to be a lot. <laughs> it's a big field guide. Yeah. yeah. Like we thought we started with like outlines and they kept growing. And then we came in with all these mood boards. And anyways, it's going to be a yeah. lot. We got charts. We got graphs. We, we got, got diagrams. Yeah. We got <laughs> illustrations. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is update you about the book and all the details there at the newsletter so make sure you're signed up okay peace out friends see you next time thank you for listening we obviously love hearing what you think your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to so feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel and um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye.